This is Military Bottom Line Podcast, episode 50. I told him I wanted to have the job that would get me deployed, and I wanted to have the job that would get me out of here as soon as possible. Interesting. So what job was that? Welcome to the Military Bottom Line Podcast, where we learn from veterans and those currently serving how to make the most out of a military contract. We're here to motivate, inspire, and help you leverage your service to positively impact you professionally, personally, and financially during your military career and beyond. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in this week. We've got a special guest who has been blowing up on TikTok over the last couple of months for making videos about military discounts and deals. John Lynch has like 75,000 followers on TikTok. Today we talk a little bit about John's decision to join the Guard. He's been in the Air National Guard for two years now, and we were actually roommates while we were on some COVID orders last year. Um, but he he took the leap in it for education benefits and has kind of found a wide range of uh, potential that he did not expect to see. Uh, so now he's hoping to make it a, a long-term career as he finishes out his degrees that he's getting for free. And, uh, and he gives a, a kind of a good insight onto, as to what a drill weekend is like what the National Guard is like, and, and how to take advantage of some of those opportunities. So I think if you guys are looking for an inside scoop on the Air National Guard and what the Guard life is like, you'll enjoy this. Stay tuned. What's going on, John? Thanks for joining us. What's up, Jason? How you doing, man? Good, dude. Good. Yeah, man. I'm excited to hear your military story. I know uh, we met just over a year ago now on the COVID call center orders. <laughs> um, and so I, I know a little bit of your story. But now, you know, that you're on the internet with almost 100,000 followers on TikTok, um, telling people about military benefits and things like that. Um, for those people on there that don't know your full story, let's, let's hear like why you joined the military in the first place. So I joined the Air National Guard back in 2019. Uh, the main reason why I decided to join was for education benefits. Um, I was going to King State College and I started to kind of become self-aware of how much I was going to have in student loans mm. if I didn't do something about it. Um, and the Air National Guard said, hey, if you join us, you're not going to have to pay any in-state tuition. So I took about a year off to do basic training in tech school with them. And um, I've been able to to continue my education through them for a lot cheaper than I thought I was going to have to do. So that's been very uh, helpful for me. But. Nice. So you started going to college first. Like you, you didn't, you never looked in the military prior to initiating college to see what the opportunities were for that. No. And that's something I, I will keep myself up at night about because I definitely <laughs> could have done this through a lot better. Um, yeah. So I, I started going to UNH at first, mm. my first semester at college, I was very underprepared, and I ended that semester with a 1.7 GPA. Dang, dang, yeah. 1.7 GPA and like a couple thousand dollars in debt, or yeah, yeah, about oh. five grand in debt from that one semester. And I was oh. like, oh, I learned, I I learned so much from that from that one semester, but it was not educational at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, you it, you didn't learn it in the classroom, is what you're saying? No, I did, I did not. Yeah, uh, so. I had to kind of like work my way back up. I went to community college. Mm. Um, I found out Keen had an architecture program. So I ended up transferring over to the school I'm at now. And um, I've been able to say I've been very fortunate. So 
after joining the military, I ended, uh, I got my first 4.0 GPA. Nice. So I would, yeah, they definitely helped me get my, get my act together. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, um, somebody else was talking about that, that like the military somehow just gives you like a work ethic, you know, cause I was a crappy, Career. I was a crappy student in high school too. And then after I go to the Marine Corps, it's like, you just realize that like you can actually, you know, do better than you were doing. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. That's, it's something I, I definitely don't give enough credit to them for because um, I've been able to, to handle this pandemic experience with school and everything else, like very well compared to how I might've done it before the military. I don't think yeah. I would have done nearly as well for sure. Huh. So what, what kind of preconceived notions did you have about the military? Like you basically were in college and you're like, I don't want to be this broke. I don't want to go into debt. Let me just, where's the dotted line. Let me sign. <laughs> like, I mean, what did you actually know and what kind of research did you do before making this decision? I did a ton of research because I had a lot of time. Um, I started the military thought process when an army recruiter came to the college and was like just hunting kids down and was like, Hey, you look desperate enough. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ended up talking to him. He was very, he was a very nice guy. Um, and he made me really start to think about having a military experience. Um, after, after talking to him, I immediately just jumped on YouTube and started looking up what is basic train? Like, what is the military like? And what, what is the national guard? Because I didn't even know what that was at the time. Um, so I ended up watching a lot of um, Kyle Gott. I don't know if you ever. Kyle Gott, yeah, Airman Vision or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, him yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So I watched him for a very, very long time. And then I I was like, wow, the Air Force seems a lot cooler than the Army. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I ended up finding an Air Force recruiter okay. for the National Guard. And nice. From there, it was pretty much history. Right on. And so you've been in, you said two years? Just about two years. Yeah. Two years. Yes. What did, you know, so you signed and then like, what, what was that process like when you signed with the guard? How long did it take to actually go to basic? What did you do between the time when you signed to the time you actually left? Like, what does that journey looked like for you? So I think for most people, it's a little bit different than, than mine. Once you, you sign up for the National Guard, you get to join like the delayed entry program or student flight. So each drill weekend where everyone else is working, you're also going to show up. You're going to learn a little bit of like military culture, maybe how to march or salute, things like that. And then you're just going to go to your, uh, your workshop and, and hang out with people, kind of get a feel for the shop and maybe try to do a couple of things. Um, that wasn't really the case for me. I enlisted in July. Um, I had one drill weekend student flight experience that I couldn't even really remember. We just sat down a lot. <laughs> and then in September, I was off to basic training. Oh, pretty quick. I was very quick. I told them I wanted to have the job that would get me deployed. And I wanted to have the job that would get me out of here as soon as possible. Interesting. So what job was that? Uh, that's POL, the petroleum oils and lubrication. Okay. So, so essentially, yeah, essentially the job is we just have these, these big trucks and uh, we just drive on the flight line and fill up uh, the aircraft with jet fuel. Huh. It's very, very simple, very, actually very fun job. Really? But yeah, it's, 
I, I love it. The TDY that I, I've gone on was incredible. I, I really enjoy that job, actually. I went on like a little trip to go to a new base in um, Wisconsin, mm. and I was able to, to fill up um, a couple of different types of uh, jet aircraft that they had over mm. there. Cool. That, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, those kind of like when you're new to the military and all of a sudden they're sending you new places that you never go, it's, it's super exciting. It's super fun. Cause of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would, otherwise you'd just be in the classroom back in college. Exactly. It's, it's very, thing. I'm very bitter that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, re- I really just want to be doing something, you know, do you regret not going active duty? Um, I, I think for right now, active duty isn't the call for me. Mm. Um, and I, I, this was mentioned in one of your uh, podcasts. I can't remember which one, but it was more like once people get set at their new duty station, they sort of, you can either rise above it or you can settle yeah, and kind of stay with it. And um, some of the people I know on the active duty side seem to have just kind of settled. And that kind of like turned me away from trying to maybe do an active duty career, at least this early on in my life. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So some I was aware of right on. So now that you're, you're a traditional guardsman, which means one week in a month, two weeks a year mm-hmm. with maybe a couple of TDYs and hopefully deployment one day. In there. Mm-hmm. What does a drill weekend look like for you? Um, try to provide kind of a more like day to day picture and aspect of what military life looks like. And for a mm-hmm. guardsman, when you go in one week in a month, like that's the only time you wear the uniform pretty much. Yeah. What, what, what happens on that drill weekend? That drill weekend, um, it starts early Saturday. Uh, so for my shop, we start at seven 30, but I know for other shops, they actually start closer to five or six. Mm. Um, so you get to the, to the base, you sign in and, and once you're there, you're going to be doing a lot of, um, a lot of meetings at first, you know, you have to get all the, the monthly briefings for what's happened over the month, what's going to be happening for this drill weekend. For my shop, it's a little more uh, set in stone. So we know we're going to do monthly maintenance inspections on the trucks. We're going to be probably filling up a couple of aircraft. We're going to be training people on different types of equipment that they might not have used yet. Mm. Um, you have, I think it's half hour to an hour for lunch. So you can either leave base or you can eat at the defect that we have. And, uh, at least for our shop, we leave at four, four thirty, and then we're done for the day essentially. And then we come back on Sunday and, and we repeat that process. And um, it's very nice because it counts as a, a, a double day, so you get paid twice as much as you would if you were uh, active duty. Yeah, I think because like I mean that was a very simplified version of what happens on a drill weekend. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like yeah, it is. The minimum is that one week in a month to and then like the two weeks a year or however you want to finesse that. And I, I've heard <laughs> that's funny. I've heard more people in the guard say it than I ever heard on active duty <laughs> on active duty say it. Um, but I feel like the guard gets paid. I think some master sergeant said it that the, the guard gets paid for what they might do, not what they do do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like the yeah. pay is pretty good and like the benefits are pretty good if all you ever have to do is the minimum of one week in a month, two weeks a year. Like to get, you're getting free college right now, like completely free. For, yeah. For, um, for working a part-time job, you know, essentially. No, exactly. That's something I, I really want to stress 
um, through TikTok videos and whatnot, like in the state of New Hampshire. So I'm not even using the GI Bill, the post 9-11 or anything like that. Like I'm just using it in state benefit and I don't have to pay any tuition for any school. There's no limit to it. I can go get my master's degree with this thing. Yeah. Never have to pay any tuition fees. And did you do, I mean, you you just kind of got lucky because you're from New Hampshire that, you know, New Hampshire has the tuition waiver. Mm -hmm. Did you find yourself doing research on like, Hey, well, what does Maine offer? What does Vermont offer? What does Massachusetts offer? Like, are they, are they better or are they the same or honestly, New Hampshire, I have not found another um, state that offers anywhere near like Massachusetts offers the same benefit up Mm -hmm. to 130 credits. Um, I don't believe Maine offers a total tuition waiver. So most like the new England States have some, kind of of program down in texas and things like that you actually don't have any additional real benefits for education Mm. um but yeah the the cool thing is you can you can be in vermont or you can be in a different state and you can come to new hampshire and as long as you're a guardsman there you still get that tuition waiver and if you weren't you'd still be paying in-state tuition rates so you get treated very very well for being in new hampshire yeah yeah i i think i heard that that some states the guard has like the tuition waiver but there are limitations and the fact that like there walter ramos like uh earlier on like number of episodes back also in the new hampshire guard got his undergrad paid for and law school paid for like with yeah. the exception of like a semester i think um and like the the, the reality that you can go that far in an educational career completely free is like is mind blowing. And then if you do enough deployments and enough federal time to still get the post nine eleven GI bill, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. endless college. Like you can just go to school forever if you really want to. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, I think I qualified for maybe 50 or 60% of the nine eleven benefits. Mm-hmm. I, you need three years of active duty. So I, you have that, correct? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was active duty prior. So yeah. yeah. But so for me, I'm struggling to get those days, but I don't really need to have them in New Hampshire, which is very fortunate. Yeah. And I mean, so the, the, there are difference because you have, you'll have six years to get those three years of federal time, which kind of se- like, cause your contract is six years, right? Yes. I, I did a six year contract. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that that's the standard for guard contracts is six years of, you know, standard guard time, one week a month, two weeks a year with two years in the IRR. I believe that that's the standard. Yeah, you can sign a four-year contract, but it's you're still doing that that additional four years of yeah. the IR or whatever. It, you know, like you're still on on call, so you might as well do six. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So e- even though you're getting, I mean, you're what e three e four e three yeah e three. So like, yeah, I mean, what do you take home on it? If you don't, I mean, it's, it's on Google. Oh yeah. No, so. <laughs> I'm, I like to be open. I really like to be open about numbers. Cause I always hear people like, Oh, I'd save a ton of money. Yeah. How much I, I need to know. Is that actually a lot of money? Uh-huh. So for my drill weekend, I, I put a probably about 10, 10 to 15% into my TSP. So yeah. after I do that, after taxes and all that stuff, I think I make about, um, $240, maybe 250 Okay. I mean, um, 100 bucks a day to go drill. Like, that's not bad. 
you know? No, it's, it's really not. And since I'm so far away from base, I actually get a hotel for Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So that's always, you know, it's free housing. Yeah. And well, the, the TSP for those that are, maybe are unsure is basically the military's 401k. Right. And it's true. You're just contributing to a retirement plan through the military essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then, so, yeah, so, you know, maybe 200, 250, a drill weekend. But if you consider the amount that you're getting from their tuition waiver, like if you were to give a, a cash value to the number of classes you're getting for free, mm-hmm. uh, what would you put that at? Because you're going, to, you're going to two state schools right now pursuing two separate bachelor's degrees. Is that, is that correct? I am, yeah. So, And it's uh, all covered. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the only... So for Keene State, for my architecture degree, it's $851 a semester. It's not including the housing that I'm that, in. That's what that's, you pay is $841 a semester? Okay. Yeah. And then for the housing I'm in, it's $600 a month, but it's, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, for the online school, for my second degree, it's $81 a semester. Uh, and that's just for the to get like access to like the actual program itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned like actual numbers. So for, cause I, I did this once, I was really curious to see how much I was going to save. So for Granite state, I'm going to save $16,000 getting that degree. Okay. And then for Keene state, I'm going to save another $16,000. That's and actually, that's shockingly low like is that is that compared to the in-state tuition if you're to go to those schools because like sixteen thousand dollars for a bachelor's degree is like dude people would be pumped if that's all it costs you know like i don't know why i keep hearing stories about people being like 50 grand in debt yeah no the reason is is because i already did a couple years of college so If I was to go back and start from the very beginning, it'd be closer to about 40,000, I think, for Keene State. Okay, that makes more sense. But, but yeah, unfortunately, I joined a couple of years later, so I, I find myself not totally gaining all the benefits, but still, I'm very happy with, uh, with what I've been able to save so far. Sure, sure. Nice, man. What do you feel like, you know, because you joined for that opportunity, you knew, you knew that one existed going into it? What, what are, what's an opportunity that you have personally taken advantage of or found that you didn't know existed or didn't expect? Um, I guess it wouldn't be education based. I went to, to Disney with, I was able to, to get my family the, uh, the Disney discounted military rates. Huh. Um, so for this Christmas, you we were able to go as a family, um, okay. which was, it was, re- it was really nice. We did, I, I didn't I thought know. thought they'd been closed for like a year because of COVID. <clears throat> No, dude, they're they're open. Honestly, when I when I went there, they were really strict about all the mask stuff. Like you're sanitizing like every five minutes. Like it's it was actually very it was so nice since it was so quiet, and yeah. but they still were very aware of of what was going on in the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that makes sense because your your TikTok is videos are kind of based on like military discounts and deals, essentially. Like where where can I get sweet deals? Yeah, <laughs> you, you can get sweet deals anywhere. Honestly, it's like there's a um, there's a lot of great websites that that can just provide you online online discounts. That's the new one that I'm finding a lot of, yeah. which is kind of 
it's it's pretty nice. So you can use like ID.me to get the traditional benefits. You can use GovX uh, for more. It's a little broader version of ID.me. Would you, so, I mean, I just always want to be careful. Like, would you yeah. encourage somebody to join the military for the military discounts? <laughs> I mean, I don't, like, if if your only intention is to get 10% off, like, Apple products, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you you can't, but. It, it's, um, it might not be worth it if that's all you're in it for. No, exactly. I, I think, I think you should definitely be aware. Like there is a reality to this, even being a guardsman, like there is always the chance that you're going to be, I mean, you might already be aware of it, the COVID missions, yeah. you know, you might be voluntold to, you're going to, you're going to take time out from your way, from away from your family and friends and whatever you're, you're going to have to serve your, your country in some way, shape or form. Like that's, that is a reality of, yeah. of the guard. And, and I saw like somebody left a comment on a YouTube channel once, uh, a YouTube video, <laughs> that they're like, oh, well, like I'll join the guard because they don't do international deployments. And I'm like, hold up. Like, I don't know where you got that impression <laughs> from, but that's definitely not true. Like not even close to true. So <laughs> no, don't, don't join the guard thinking like the worst you're going to do is like go direct traffic at your local marathon. You know, like that's uh that that will set you up for some massive disappointments when when you get sent over like the Middle East for a year, you know? No, exactly. That's that's hilarious that someone think. I mean, I can understand some depending on your base and your unit and all that. There's a ton of factors behind it. Um, but like, you might you might not deploy for years at a time. Yeah. But when you do, you're up. Congratulations. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely still there's more flexibility that i've seen in the guard than active duty because generally like the the guard is like one unit kind of thing but they're not going to deploy the whole guard base it's more of like hey we need five guys from this job three guys from this job and they ask for volunteers first and so of if, course. if there are people that are eager to volunteer to, to deploy or go on these tdys or tads or whatever um and you're you know maybe you're focused on school maybe you're focused on family at that point in time um you know you don't have to volunteer but if not enough people volunteer, then you're at, you're going, you know. Yeah. Um, and then again, that also depends on your job. You know, like there are jobs that deploy as groups rather than individuals. So like infantry stuff, like in the army guard, they're going to yeah. deploy as like a, a unit as opposed to POL. You know. Yeah. No. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Uh, during the COVID missions, I was talking to some of the army guys, and they're like we're just all going to deploy. I'm like, you guys can do that. And they're like, we have to do, you know, like yeah. it, it was a different mindset. You know, most of them didn't want to deploy, you know, they had family and, and whatnot, but they're just like, yeah, our time's up, you know, we got to yeah. go. Yeah. 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 You, I mean, and it's funny that some people, <laughs> it often seems like the people that want to deploy don't get the chance. And then the people that don't want to deploy are your voluntold, you know, um, not always, but I, I, I feel like that, has been a pattern I've seen. I think that really has to do with a lot of um, leadership at your, at your shop and whatnot. I, I think, I think there can definitely be a lot of things that could be improved for that stuff. I'm, I'm very grateful. Like my shop is, is incredible. You know, they really listen and they, they, they try to, to compromise and to help you out in any way possible yeah. for situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What do you feel like, you know, are the pros and cons as far as, you know, joining? Like, what's been the downside that has come with joining? Because, you know, it's we all know it's not all rainbows and unicorns. There's There's been parts that um, 
haven't been great, you know, um, maybe in, in tech school or in basic training, you know, you'd like bad days or, you know, like yeah. you got yelled at, you know, maybe not to the extent that the Marines were yelled at, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was still, it was still like, there's some days that suck. There's some days where, um, you don't feel like you're, you're heard or understood. And I mean, admittedly for probably some people listening, they might be like, that's what the military is. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you at least for my unit, that's, that's not the case. So that was always kind of a shocker. Um, I couldn't really tell you a huge negative downside because my main experience right now has been with the COVID missions and I happily volunteered for those. You know, I, I had civilian jobs fall through. I had nothing else going on and yeah. they gave me a huge opportunity. Mm. I mean, that brings up another good point. Like during economic hardships or, you know, like pandemics, like this has been having the guard kind of like in your back pocket as like a source of income and a job that like is there and you can not that you can always be like hey i want to come to work for the next month but like there are usually opportunities that you know if you got laid off or furloughed um that you could volunteer to go help out in a in a different scenario and, and still make sure that you're able to provide for your needs during that time you know exactly i i think that's like the ultimate upside to it the job security of it mm. like there was never like oh man our, our base is shut down it's like no we're still we're, we might be low staff due to, to the pandemic but the mission's still going to happen you're still showing up to work you're still getting paid yeah 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 that's pretty wild i know there, there yeah the, the call center was that was crazy <laughs> so. i really enjoyed it. i wish i personally i wish i could still be be on it to some extent I, I really enjoyed uh, helping people out, especially with the unemployment one. That was really interesting to see. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what, because we keep referring to it as the call center. What, yeah. what, what was it? What, is, okay. what was so that the call, mission? The call center um, started as National Guardsmen from both Army and Air Force going and helping out with the New Hampshire unemployment hotline. And then it quickly spread to, to do our two-on-one call center, which is like a general helpline. Um, setting up for COVID tests after a couple of months, you know, we, we had different missions to start to explore distributing, uh, PPE and, um, and now administering the vaccines itself, actually. So when you and I were in there, we, there only was the unemployment call center and the two on one call center. So, um, our job was we'd wake up, we'd go to our little booth and we'd put our headphones and we'd, we just listen to people and try to help them out however we could uh, file for their weekly claims and uh, try to try to comfort them ultimately because there was a lot of people who weren't receiving money for a while and things definitely got a little, a little desperate. Yeah. Ah, man. I had some mixed (laughs) feelings about the whole thing. You know, like there are, there are those that you could definitely tell like, man, I'm like really helping this person out. And then (laughs) there are those that you just can tell like, dude, I want to hang up on you so bad. You're, you're, you're shicey. Like, get out of here. <laughs> get out of my I, face. I have, yeah. I had some people yell at me and like, it was very fortunate because I know you worked at the ECTC, but I actually worked at, um, at the, the fire station. And that's where we had like the original group of people there, uh, the original guardsmen who were there. So they were able to like, really, they were able to like be the managers and, and whatnot. Like, Oh, I need to speak to your supervisor. Like, Oh, here you go. You know, like they take care of a lot of situations for us. So you, you, you talked about earlier how prior to, you know, basic prior to joining the military, like you 
barely made it through a semester. You had like a one point whatever GPA. And yeah. and like not to rub that in, but and then, and then like something something has changed over the past mm-hmm. couple of years of being in the military, where you were just able to get that that four So yeah. what has changed? Like how has your mentality changed and your perspective changed through the military? Like how how has that changed you? Uh, I think um, going through basic training and and joining the National Guard made me realize i make a lot of before i used to make a, a lot of excuses and i loved to make up mm. um scenarios where i'm like oh there's no way i could pass this class it's just too hard and then i'd look back and i'm like well i was playing video games four hours a day like what <laughs> did i expect that yeah. I, I think it made me call my bullshit out to mm. be to be quite frank like uh, there's a lot of excuses that it made me have to acknowledge time management is huge in the military so that was another thing that was like gotta get my act together is it because i I don't know i just envisioned somebody being like well is it like is it just like magic like what what happened that made you realize that like is it was it one experience that made you realize like wow i make a lot of excuses and like i am my own worst enemy in this or was it just kind of a, a culmination of of seeing how the military worked and seeing that like, yeah, I could make an excuse for this, but that like my boss still says this needs to get done. Like my, my drill sergeant still says like, I got to figure this out. I guess I could say it's a combination of both, but I would, I guess I'd refer back to, to basic training where I found someone who kind of lived off making excuses for himself after a while. Um, I realized I'm like, that's, that's what I've been doing for a lot of my, so I guess it was like uh, looking at myself in the mirror sort yeah. of a thing. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to become this, this guy, this guy was in his thirties and he still was pretty, pretty whiny. So I was <laughs> like, I don't want to be like that. I got to change. You know? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's something I never even thought about before. Is that like when you join, I mean, you, you, you're placed around like so many different types of people from all mm-hmm. over the country. And before you left, you're kind of like, you just kind of stay in your bubble and you don't recognize like that your habits until you see it in somebody completely different. You're like, oh my goodness. Like that you're horrible, you know, like you suck. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a second. Like I do that. Let me, I don't want to be like you. Let me fix that. You know, like, let me yeah. fix whatever, whatever my issue is. Cause you start to see it in other people that you maybe do or do not want to emulate. I'd heard this somewhere. I don't even know if it's entirely true, but it's like, it takes like two months to create like a habit or a yeah. lifestyle change or something like yeah. that. And I was like, I mean, air force basic training, it's just over uh, two months. So I was like, I, I think like, it's just being constantly drilled into my head, you know, yeah. you got, you got to be accountable for your, yourself and others. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of little things, but definitely basic training was the one where I like, I stepped up and I was like, I need to stop. Like I stepped up on myself. I was like, you can't be living this way anymore. Yeah. 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 What, what do you, where do you hope to take your military career? I mean, do you, at this point, two years in, are you like, yeah, freaking A, let's keep going? Or, or you're like, let me get my degrees and get the heck out of Dodge. Get my degrees and get the heck out was the initial approach, honestly. Mm. Um, I was like, well, as long as I can get my degrees for essentially free, I do my six years, I'm out. Yeah. Once I once I went in and I, I really started to look at 
once again, the military benefits more so than just online discounts compared to uh, thinking more of like your, your 401k plan, your healthcare plans and, and different things like that. It was like, yeah. And I was looking, I was like, I could really help a future family. I could really change to like where my family's financial trajectory could be going in a very significant upward spiral. So um, at this point, I'd like to try and commission hopefully in a year or two. Um, so we're, we're kind of, we're kind of working on that. I still have to get my degree. So that'll happen next year. So after that, I'm going to, um, apply, uh, maybe I'll stay in peace. Maybe I'll, I'll go active duty. We're still trying to figure that out, mm. but, um, I do see myself trying to make an actual career out of this, whether it's full-time or part-time. I, I still see myself trying to stay in for 20. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Two, two, two down 18 to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's flown by so much. I don't even, I'm like, it's been two years already. Like we had another girl just get back from, from basic training and she joined our shop. I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. You like it though. Time flies. <laughs> what, what, what was your biggest reservation when you joined? The only reason why I hesitated at all uh, was because mm, there was financial reasons why I couldn't join earlier than I wanted to. So I actually stayed in school an additional year longer than I wanted to be huh. uh, for family financial reasons. Um, gotcha. You know, um, but besides that, no, I, I just really wanted to jump in. I wanted to do something bigger than myself, you know, and I found it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, like, you know, I was 17 and I did, I was like so scared of like, I was going to join the Marine Corps and like tomorrow they're going to send me to Afghanistan. You know, like I, <laughs> I was, that was a big reservation for me at the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that like goes away once you realize like how the military works and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think everybody, I think for the most part, people are going to have some kind of reservation. They're like, there's going to be something that makes them hesitate. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though like, obviously there's a strong pull in in that direction, which is why they're either listening to this or going to talk to a recruiter. Like they still have that desire to an extent. Um, And I think if like somebody goes to that extent, like whatever that reservation is, just like ignore it and just, jump i mean that's kind of oh, I, of course yeah I, I guess the the reason why i didn't really have like a hold back thing is from the time I, it took me 11 months from the first day that i started talking to my air national guard recruiter to me actually enlisting mm. i was due to medical waivers and i was actually in scotland for most of that time so huh. i was studying abroad and, and whatnot huh. um so i had a ton of time to look things up to to research and get prepared yeah for what i had to do so I mean, I'm still nervous. I think everyone's still going to be nervous, but I think you, I think it always looks scarier than what it's actually going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Story of my life is like hyping things up in my head way more than reality actually provides, which is like great in some cases, like, you know, boot camp, like you think it's going to be the most impossible thing ever. And then you get there <laughs> and you're like, this is, this is very tolerable. <laughs> and, it really you know, is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like reality is is usually uh, a, a bit different than what we play out in our heads. So, yeah, of course, I re- I thought I'd, I'd be I was really nervous, like for the physical aspect. I mean, if we're doing a video, I'm six four. I'm very skinny. Mm. <laughs> um, 
and I was very nervous for the PT stuff. I, I mean, I, I was in the gym per, preparing before I went to basic training, but we had a 38 year old millionaire in our, in our flight. Yeah. Yeah. Self-proclaimed millionaire. Like where's the evidence of this? I don't believe that some 38 year old millionaire is going to, he, he had, I don't remember the type of credit card. I looked at, he, he was explaining it. And actually, actually at the time I kind of knew a little bit about it. It's one of those cards that you have to be invited to. You have to have like a, uh, a liquid amount of over a million, like in your banquet uh, or something like that. You, and, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm the man. Like, look at this credit card. Like, this means I'm a millionaire. No, he, he <laughs> kept that secret for probably three weeks. We didn't know. He, he was like this old um, Indian guy, you know, beer belly type of like, like crazy, crazy stuff. And I'm like, why are you here? He's like, I got bored. Huh. You know, this guy was like homeless at the age of 17. He's like worked his way up. He owns like 17 like urgent cares and like five like Verizon stores, like things like that. Interesting. Okay. All right. Cra- crazy cool huh. guy and, and, yeah and he was um that, that just goes to show like the spectrum of people you're going to come across you know mm-hmm. like, no it was i never thought he only joined just because he could and then he's like i'm just going to commission right after huh. you know get a couple of phds he was just like i'm just bored he's just like it's like if you were to meet someone who's like played a video game so often it's just like yeah you know i'm just going to kind of come back and do it again because he could, he already completed everything that most people would consider to be successful in life. And yeah. he's just like, I want to do more. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And everybody's got their own reasons. Everybody's got their own motives. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, who really cares? Like as long as you show up and you're a good person and you do your job, like nobody really cares while you're there. If you do it for college or if you do it, you know, for patriotic reasons or because you want to go to war, like, no one it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> just just be a good person but no exactly maybe don't tell your recruiter you're trying to go to war though uh if, if that's your reason then go then go talk to the marine corps recruiters <laughs> yeah no we we i i met a guy on my tdy and he talked to i think he talked to the chaplain or something like that and he's like he's like i want to kill people dude that was like my entire boot camp platoon and no, but like he, he couldn't deploy, like he's not deploying they because of him. that. They wouldn't let him. Huh. He was in the Marines for, I think, four years. And then he joined the Air National Guard and he's like, for some reason, they're not going to let me deploy. And I'm like, you're, you're straight up just telling the chaplain because like he didn't word it as like, oh, I want to go kill bad guys or something yeah, like that. He's yeah. just like, I want to kill people. Huh. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. A little, more, a little more tact would have been better there. But, yeah. Right on. Awesome, man. Well, uh, any any parting wisdom or you know advice for anybody that's maybe thinking about joining the guard? Honestly, listening to this podcast, I like if if this was available before I joined, I think this would actually be really informative to see what's beyond it. I think I think people need to understand what's going to happen beyond the military because the military is not going to be your entire career yeah like beyond it and people need to be aware of it yeah thanks man yeah and and like you like you said like it, things change so like you thought you were going to do six gear degrees and leave but now you're thinking like okay this is this ain't bad like let me let me think long term on this mm-hmm. and uh, on the other side of that coin some people think they're going to get in stay in for 20 and then they get in and they're like, this is not what I want it to be. Let me get out after four. But, you know, preparing for either one of those options 
while they're in is is critical to make sure that like their military career is successful or the transition out is successful. Um, oh, of course. So yeah, and yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunities to screw it up. So <laughs> there, <laughs> learn there really from those is. that have and learn from those that have been successful to to do it the right way. Yeah. No. Exactly. Just just be aware. Yeah. Take your time. Don't rush it. <laughs> right on. Awesome, man. Well, uh, where can people? You can you can give them your TikTok name so if you can go find oh, you on man. TikTok. Perfect. Okay, it's the it's at it's John Lynch, which J-O-N. is right, right right behind you, right? Spelled yeah. spelled on your. I map. have a, a little map. I don't know how well you can see that, but I have a little map. These are like followers from across the states, so and that's full on my mind. All over the country. Yeah, all over the country. I actually have like there's someone from Italy on here. We got Canada. We got Guam, Mexico. Like we got a ton of. It's crazy, dude. The internet is wild. Well, for everybody that wants more information on John, go find him on TikTok or Instagram. It's John Lynch. Lynch with a Y. But I'll put a link in the uh, description. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, John. Thanks for telling your story. And uh, thanks for connecting. It's been a minute. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode with John. If you guys want more information about John or want to hear all about the tips and tricks and discounts that he talks about on TikTok or Instagram, you can find him at it's John Lynch. I'll link that below. Check him out. See you guys next week.